be afraid. What is it about human nature? What is it about man that when he doesn't understand things, when he can't figure out things, he's afraid of it? Welcome to The Healing Touch with Bishop Ronald F. Kimball, presiding bishop of the Life Center Churches. You can find out more about Bishop Kimball and Life Center Church at www.thelifecenter.org. Now, here's Bishop Kimball with today's message. The Bible speaks much about fear. The Bible speaks much about faith. Having looked at this from the past months when we were looking and reading through the book of Acts, this word came up quite a bit, faith, faith, repentance, faith, repentance, and it means a lot, fear and faith. Now, if I was to ask the question, how many of us are afraid today, regardless of what it is, some people may be afraid because the payroll situation for rents and mortgages may be ended soon. It did end. So now you got to pay the mortgage and the rent. And many people don't have it. And there's a bit of fear that sets in in a situation like that. I purposely went and looked in that section of the mortgage company to see exactly what they were saying. And it's kind of scary. It sounds good. But when you put it all together, they still want their money. (laughs) I, I was looking for the way out, but there's no way out. We will bear up with you for a little while, but the bottom line is we want our money. And that's something that's really fearful to people. It really is. I want you to listen today as we speak to you about this and how God wants us to overcome fear. There's an article I read. I want to share it with you. A tight rope walker fell to his untimely death. His wife said he spent too much time preparing not to fall, that he forgot to properly practice the fundamentals of walking on a simple piece of rope. She said, the power of fear can be deadly. Deadly. Listening to the news, and I have been recently, just to see what was going on. We are having record high temperatures in the United States. That's changing. Increasing numbers of intense rain events. I know where I live up there, it's very intense. I haven't had my sprinklers on this month. Send the rain, Lord, send the rain. Mike Tyson, the great Iron Mike in his boxing days, this is what he said. He finally came to grips with it. I fought to keep fear and shame at bay. Fear of tormentors, fear of my mother, Most of all, fear of the animal inside me. Fear drove him to fight very intense. Fear drove him to the point where he actually couldn't control it after a while. That's what fear would do. Last Friday morning, 
One of the guests on CNN said, the enemy we are fighting keep changing tactics. When we think we got him on one hand, he comes up on another hand. That creates fear. We are looking for a place where there is no fear. Everybody wants that happy place. In Genesis chapter 15, when God appeared to Abram, before his name was called Abraham, God appeared to him. He didn't even know God's name because Abraham was a worshiper of idols of an Earl of the Chaldees. He was not a God worshiper. God went to an idol worshiper, and he didn't introduce himself. The first thing God told Abram was, do not fear, Abram. Don't be afraid. Well, what a way to introduce yourself. Well, what is your name? Don't be afraid. Please don't be afraid. Please bear with me this morning. I don't want to miss nothing. When Gabriel the angel appeared to Mary to announce that she would be the one that would bring the man-child into the world, and Gabriel told her, you are to call him Jesus. You are to what now? Call him Jesus. Do not be afraid. I wonder why all of this fear was in people. And it was God sending them messages. It was God speaking to them. Why were they afraid? And then you have Luke 2, 8, 9. In that same region, the Bible says, shepherds are out in the field keeping watch over their flocks at night. Suddenly an angel appeared to them, and the Lord's glory shone round about them, which means the place was lit up. They were filled with fear. Now, who wouldn't be? In the dark of night, nothing out there but the stars, and all of a sudden these bright lights appear in the whole place. That, now, that's terrifying. Personally, it was me. And reading this, what had happened, I probably wouldn't have been sitting there to get the message. Ah, you know, let's tell the truth. You, you, you would run. What is this? What is this? And what did the angel say? Do not be afraid. What is it about human nature? What is it about man that when he doesn't understand things, when he can't figure out things, he's afraid of it? He doesn't like it because he can't get the grip on it. Before Jesus went back in John 14, 27, look at what he told his disciples. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. All through the scriptures, this is how God speaks to us through his word and tells us, don't be afraid of people. There's not one person God told you to have phobos, fear for. Not one. Don't be afraid of circumstances. Throughout the scripture, in other words, God say, anything I created, you are never to be afraid of it because I didn't create it to harm you. What is it about man that if we don't understand it, if we can't figure it out, we're afraid of it? When in essence, in, uh, our senses that keeps us in touch with the natural world, that is the first that is the first thing we use 
because we've been doing it all our lives. We see with these natural eyes first, we hear with these natural ears, and we touch what we feel, we touch with our natural hand. That keeps us in touch with the physical realm. If you're going to communicate with God, Jesus says, if you have ears to hear, do what now? Let him hear. When God wants to show you some things, it's not always with the physical eyes that you'll be able to see it. God promised this. Hear me out. To be with us at all times. And if God is with us, the Lord is my shepherd. Whom shall I fear? What happened to these scriptures and days that we live in now? What, are they just Bible verses? We've heard so many messages about he died. He, yes, he died. Those are good messages. But now it doesn't seem to relate the way they should relate to us when we're dealing with things we don't understand. God is God, and he always will be God. God promised to be with us. That's his promise. All times. For lo, I am with you always, even to the end of this age. Boy, what, it drops off there? No, God's presence extends beyond our earthly lives. When he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that means he is with you forever. Now, Jesus Christ is the only person God ever gave you forever. Everybody else is on a temporary assignment. Are you with me? There's only one God say will be with you in this life and the life. No, you don't know who's going to be with you in that life to come. But you know who's with you today. But we put too much emphasis on people that are on temporary assignments. Instead of focusing on the one God said, now he's going to be with you forever. How are you going to treat him? He's going to be with you when you leave this earth. Yes. Yes. So don't, don't, don't get all hyped and upset when people walk away. Maybe their assignment was up. Yes. Let them go. But Jesus says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's one part of our fear. We don't believe Jesus is with us. We don't believe when God says that he will be with us always, always. He wants us to understand that. Now, as much as we've looked, I haven't found anything that would keep fear out. I was looking. What keeps fear out? What keeps us from being intimidated? What keeps us from being afraid? What's keeping these people who don't know whether they'll have somewhere to stay by the end of the month, what keeps them from being unafraid? What keeps the person that don't know whether they have a job or not, what keeps them from not being fearful? I want us to understand this today. What keeps you from being afraid? There's nothing out there that we know of that could keep us from being afraid. We're constantly told, don't be afraid. They're constantly giving us reasons to be afraid. When I say they, the media, the people we listen to, the newspaper, our friends, relatives, whoever you're talking to, we're constantly told by God, don't be afraid. But then in the other ear we hear, oh man, oh boy, child, did you hear? We are in a war with evil. That's number one. 
And in this war, there's a hatred for God. There's a hatred for God's people. And it is called a fight. Now, when this pandemic first started, we talked about Ephesians 5, the spiritual warfare that we're in. We talked about it. I don't know whether you can remember or not, but you're in a war, whether you believe it or not, you're in a war. So if I'm in a war, then I have to fight. This calls for a fight. So you're in a fight, whether you realize it or admit it. And it's a serious challenge. There are three aspects of faith that the Bible talks about. It's more than that, but there are three that I want to mention this morning. And then this serious challenge in this fight, it is called, when Paul tells Timothy, 1 Timothy 6, the fight of faith. It's called what now? Faith. And then in 1 Corinthians 12, 9, it's called the gift of faith. The gift of faith. 1 Corinthians 13, 2, Paul talks about he had all faith. Man, that's, that's something. He could move mountains. He could do wonderful things with his faith. But then the predominant character in man, once God indwells him, is love. And he said, if I don't have that, it profits me nothing. John 14, I believe it's in 2 John, he talks about love. Cast out fear. The fight of faith, the gift of faith. Well, Paul tells Timothy, 1 Timothy 3, 8, 9, one of the characteristics, the qualifications of a deacon, and this isn't only for deacons. He's making it in reference to a point he was making. He says, holding the mystery of the faith with a pure conscience. So now, as you war, which one of these are active in your life? Do you have the fight of faith in you? What about the gift of faith? What about the mystery of faith? Which one of those would you say was active in your life, and which one is the predominant one? How are you warring? What aspect of faith are you using? Hmm. Feel got about it, one of these. What is a mystery? He said, holding the mystery of the faith. A mystery is something that you can only receive when it's revealed by the Spirit. You don't study this. You don't learn this. It's revealed. You can't understand it apart from the Holy Spirit. Divine revelation. That's how you get it. Why would God want us to war with this? Because the enemy that we fight is not flesh and blood. There's something behind this power. Now listen to me. All of these require assistance from the spirit realm. It's going to take more than church. It's going to take more than this or that, all the other religious things we're doing. The goal here is if we're going to engage in war against fear, you have to be in contact with the spirit world. That, that, that's a priority there. You can't talk up on this. This is in conversation. This is war. All of these require assistance from the spirit world, every last one of them. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. If you'd like this message in its entirety, contact us by phone at 407-628-3229. 
extension 114, or visit our online store at www.thelifecenter.org.